Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. I'm Sir Richard Poshingham from Poshingham's Extra Fine Jewelry with free coffee for your butler. Hey there, Sir Richard. Mark Tapper. I understand you're looking for some old domestic motor car for your father. A 76 Cutlass, like the one Howard sold to start the first Tapper's jewelry store. And you want to find one. Well, keep this quiet. Howard doesn't listen to this radio station. Won't tell a soul. With the help of some very caring listeners, I was able to find one that's the same make, model, year, and and color. It's virtually identical. No upgrades? Touch screens? Completely original. Well, you did the best you could. I just need to find the perfect way to give it to him. 40-year-old automobile, just what every father wants. Wait, he loved that car. Loved it enough to unload it the first chance he got. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Tappers, tell us your story. Can you think of a fun way to give Howard his gift? Drop me a line and be part of our story at tappers.com. Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast. I'm Dave Young. Steve Semple's right there. And uh, today we're going to talk about bubble wrap. I didn't even know it was a brand. Is it a brand or is it just an invention? Well, it's patented. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a company that owns the right to bubble wrap. Yeah. I'm in. Let's pop, pop, pop. Pop, pop, pop. Tell me more. Yeah, well, it was invented in 1957. By Alfred Fielding and Mark Chavans, I'm probably butchering the name, in Hawthorne, New Jersey. And today, okay. it's like a $10 billion industry. Gosh, I've got memories as, as a kid. I didn't know it was that early, 1957? Yeah, 57 is when they invented it. Yep. I remember my dad bringing bubble wrap home. You know, if he, if he ran the radio station, if he got some some fragile part in or something, and uh, it was wrapped in bubble wrap. They'd bring it home, yeah, and and give it to the kids. Early fidget toy. <laughs> We'd fight over that stuff till till it was all till it was all done. It was usually the big the big ones. Like I don't think they had the little baby bubbles for a while, but the big ones were fun. One of the early, one of the first games I remember playing on my iPhone was actually one where you popped bubble. <laughs> where you popped. <laughs> Yes, I remember. I'm like, that's why I got an iPhone. <laughs> so the idea today is a trademark brand of the Sealed Air Corporation. So the Sealed, Sealed Air, Corporation Air Corporation owns the trademark wow. to bubble wrap. And it was first made by sealing together two shower curtains with bubbles in between. That's what they did. Nice. Yeah. And there's a number of things that they tried to figure out how to use it for. Like at one point, they tried to market it as an insulator for greenhouses. Alfred okay. was really interested in how machine shops worked. And, and Mark was a chemist from a very aristocratic family. And at the time, they were doing work with waterproof fabrics to try to make raincoats. And that's kind of where this whole... Oh, if we have a raincoat, we seal the air in between, there'll be insulated raincoat and, and all this stuff going on. And there was a lot of work being done in plastics at that time because, you know, following World War II, what we started seeing was plastics being used in transportation and all sorts of different things. And in fact, over World War II, there was a 400% increase in manufacturing and plastics. So there was all sorts of stuff going on. Okay. Yeah. So they laminated these two plastic sheets together to create this breathable but waterproof thing. 
and it would give it texture. And again, no one was interested in it. But somebody did approach them and say, hey, could you make a textured wallpaper? So they started playing mm. around with making this textured wallpaper. But it didn't work out all that well. They couldn't control the shape of the bubbles and, and different types of air got trapped and, and whatnot. But what they did do, what they did do is they filed a patent on it and started to look for a market. I can tell you right now, if my, if my parents would have put bubble wrap wallpaper up <laughs> that would have lasted about a week well depends how tall you were they oh, would be able we'd to have figured it out <laughs> i had a bb gun <laughs> there would have been none of that left That's, this was not a good wallpaper product so what were they trying to figure out then after that well start looking at using it in place like insulation but again the insulating qualities wasn't that great but here's what was interesting computer technology has started at this point. Mm -hmm. So in 1960, you know, IBM launches a new computer. It's super large, but it's big. Um, they released yeah. the 1401 computer and it has really fragile components in it. Like these things were not, mm -hmm. they were not rigorous and a lot of money and it had to be delivered in good shape and work. So how do you send small, delicate parts? And at the time, how people pack things were in paper and sawdust. And dust yeah. does not work well for computer components no. at all. So he's in a mad race to beat the, uh, the packing peanuts guy to the market. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so they realized, they realized they had a material for IBM because it was lightweight, it was uh -huh. clean, and it was cool. Yeah. Right, because it also had a little bit of insulating quality to it. So they wrap up a computer chip in plastic, and they set up a meeting with IBM, and they do a demonstration. Like, literally what they do is they wrap up this part. The guy from IBM comes in. They show them the part, put it in the box, and basically slam the box on the ground, pick it up, open it up, hand them back the part. There you go. There you go. And it's like, damn, right? Yeah. Right, and they call the business uh, Sealed Air Corp. And IBM basically signs up a contract with them for shipping their computer stuff, which at that point isn't big, but is growing. But having IBM as your customer gave instant credibility to other customers. Absolutely. And, and back then, IBM was shipping stuff. Yeah. And in 1963, IBM agrees to doing all this. And the product at that point becomes known as bubble wrap. Hey, Stephen, I want to interrupt ourselves. That's not proper grammar, but I, I did it anyway. There you go. <laughs> In lieu of our commercial this time, I thought maybe uh, you and I could just chat for a minute. Absolutely. Sounds great. Our goal with the Empire Builders podcast is to talk about business building strategies that have worked for people that started out small and became empires. We want to help you. If you're a business owner and you're listening to the Empire Builders podcast because you want to build your own empire, we've got a pretty sweet offer for you. And that is to just spend 90 minutes chatting with us. It's not a sales call on our part. It's a 90-minute session where beforehand you do a little bit of homework and give us some basic background information about your business. And then we get on a Zoom call and we learn a little bit more about you and we give you the very best advice we can give in a 90-minute session. And I'm going to say it is miles away from it. Like, like I hate these dog and pony sales calls where I'm great, mm -hmm. I'm amazing, here's samples of our work, you should hire us. Which is part of the reason that makes us different is the fact that there is the scorecard and questionnaire that goes out that the owner sends back to us because it allows us to take a couple of days, do some research, put some thought, and come with some solid recommendations. Because it's my belief that if we can provide some good insights, that somebody 
maybe more interested in hiring us. And certainly that's a way better experience than meeting with some sales guy who runs you through a dog and pony. It's lots of fun. It's great value. People get a recording of it. I highly recommend people take us up on the offer. Easy to find us. You're listening to our podcast. So find a way to request your 90-minute session with us. Looking forward to talking to you. Let's get back to the story. Back to the story. They also recognized they had a challenge because what they didn't want to be was a one-trick pony. Like having IBM is great. Having the computer industry is great, but it means you're completely reliant on this one industry. So what they started to do then was making smaller bubble wrap and putting it in the inside of envelopes. Mm -hmm. So remember, we go to the post office and you could get those bubble wrap envelopes. They sold those through the post office direct to consumers. So they opened up a whole brand new market, which then also led to other ways of using bubble wrap. And today, $10 billion business. You can buy it by the roll. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah, but... You know, $10 billion business today. So so these guys, you know, they came up with this idea and, and really became innovative. But what I love about it, what I love about it, they're a packing business, right? So they've, yeah. well, they didn't even really have a use for it. They were trying to figure all these things out. But they looked at this brand new industry, the computer business, and went, wait a minute, wait a minute. This could work for that because when you're shipping that product, sawdust and paper doesn't work. I hate to go back to the drawing board on wallpaper. Uh, so, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> isn't it funny how we think of it and we think we, we really don't think of much besides packing? Right. They didn't even think of that. They, they didn't, didn't even that think wasn't of that. even the reason they invented it. So, to me, there was a couple of lessons that came out of this. And first of all, and it's an idea that's been lost a little bit, we used to hear it a lot in the computer industry, in the technology space, the whole idea of killer application. So, in okay. other words, because again, When there's all this innovation going on, what happens is things get invented where you go, well, this is really cool, but I I don't know what to do with it. And so one of the things we used to hear a lot about in the 90s was, well, what's the killer app? What's the killer application? Because what everybody understood was if you had a killer application, you could get something out into the marketplace. They had to figure out what that first killer app was. Now, a lot of times... People are hesitant to do that because they go, well, it's a small industry. So now I, I need to think bigger than that. It's like, no, get that killer app going. Get the credibility that that gives and then figure out the other things. Because look, they were able to pivot from this being used by IBM and technology businesses specifically for wrapping up computer components to, you know what, sending out a little China doll to grandma in an envelope. Mm-hmm. They were able to make that, but without the first one, they wouldn't have had the second one. Yeah, it becomes the the little bag that Hallmark ornaments are packaged in yeah. and all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Even if that first opportunity is small, that first killer application is small, don't worry about it. Still go after it. But the other smart thing that they did is they did not stick there. They went, okay, this is great, but we got an, another problem. We're a one-trick pony. We need to be something beyond the one-trick pony. How can we expand this out? to consumers through the post office. And it was really simple. Take the bubble wrap, wrap a Uh paper envelope around it, done. Yeah. They got the extra bonus of of making a product that was like fun to handle after it was used. I was in a course last week run uh, by Dave at the Wizard Academy. And we're talking about all the different ways of communication. One of them is being sound, pop, Mm -hmm. right? Kinesthetic, Mm -hmm. feel. So you think about about when somebody is popping and playing with that afterwards – in terms of remembering bubble wrap, what place does that take in somebody's mind? 
Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's now like a kinesthetic and audible link to the product. Mm-hmm. Like just accidental happenstance, really. Like I said, you probably had fun with it when you were a kid. When you when you think about packing something that, that's precious, you start looking around for some, right? Everybody's house, we, we have a drawer, we have a little shelf somewhere that's got some bubble wrap in it. Yeah, you know, I didn't have any. That's the reason why I was surprised I couldn't find any. So oh, there's something okay. there's something wrong with me. Well, I just moved two and a half years ago, and since we haven't unpacked everything, I, said, I, could, I could go out in the garage, and, and uh, I, I have yards of the stuff somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but again, and again, that little, and there's the game on the, that old game on the iPhone. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. I wonder if you can still download that. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I thought it was a fun little story, but you know, at the same time, I, like you, was surprised where I go, wow, you mean this is actually, this technology is owned by somebody? It's like, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's a business. It's a I'm business. guessing that they do a lot of, do, do they just sell it all or is it licensed? Got to be a little of both, right? I mean. It's a bit of both. Yeah, I'm sure of yeah. that. Yeah. Definitely spawned an empire and a, a whole industry around air wrapped in plastic. <laughs> Who would have thunk? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> if we just get some air and seal it up in some plastic bubbles. Well, I can tell you who. Mark and Alfred, they thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, bravo. Uh, thank you for sharing the bubble wrap story. That was fun. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the Empire Builders Podcast.com. <laughs>